And welcome everybody to What the Hops. I'm Brian and I'm here with Eric and we're going to do a little music episode today. So it's just the two of us because it's Christmas time and people are busy as shit. You know, we're here recording on like a Sunday night right now just because we literally haven't had time during the week. I think the last time all four of us actually got together was probably like beginning of November, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, it's... I can't believe how fast this month went. I know I got like remember getting emails at the start of the month saying it's you know Black November month for like deals and shit, and I'm like, oh wait, the whole month's over and I didn't order anything <laughs> with like save thirty percent on this promo code and shit. Thanksgiving came and went. We uh, sat down and drank all our Goose Islands and all that fun stuff that everybody chases after. You know, we got the we got a couple of variants out this way. We got the orange, the chocolate orange, and the uh, the wheat the wheat line. The orange. Uh, a lot of people say that it's great. We didn't really enjoy it. <laughs> that's I'll, I'll that's, put it that way. So I don't want to call this my top five or bottom five worst beers I've ever had. I, that's going in there. <laughs> that's in there with a couple of shit Anderson Valley ones. That was. Horribly unenjoyable. Yeah, Anderson Valley is your go-to hate hate brewery. So, but yeah, it's Thanksgiving is over with, which means the Christmas lights are going up, the trees are, are going up, people up. people are out shopping for presents. Unless you're like me and you wait until like the last week and you go and buy a bunch of shit. That's what Amazon's for, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but Christmas music, and that's what we're here to talk about. We know a lot of you hate Christmas music, which is fine, you know, but... Rotten bastards. The thing is, this day and age, it's not the same old, hey, we're going to throw on some Dean Martin or Frank Sinatra or everything else, which... Or that fucking pillhead Elvis. (laughs) Fuck him. But you know what I mean? Okay, yeah, everybody has this thing in their head where you're going to hear, like, you know, all the classics and... You're going to hear the same shit that they play on the radio every day from like, you know, radio stations nowadays, what, start the week before Thanksgiving generally with Christmas uh, music? Dude, it might have been like first week of November this year because my dad's like got like a tracker on that. He just is – so as Christmas music starts coming, I get a text. I'll, I'll look up when the first day he texted me that. <laughs> yeah, I know, the, I know there's like an AM station here that like drops it real quick and then we have – star 102.5 out in buffalo that just goes christmas all the time and it's on it's just basically on a playlist that plays the same shit every hour at every single time pretty much and yeah that can get really annoying this day and age we have access to so much music as it is listen to a pop station for an hour yeah it's the same thing it's that's that's radio that's just what happens they're put on a, a timer they're put on a playlist and they have, you know, the same shit going in four hour blocks or so. You know, if you ever watch, if you ever use like the uh, music choice stations on whatever cable provider you have or whatever, you know, music station that like, wh- however you get that for background music, if you listen to it, it's literally just a four hour block of music. So if you miss it, guess what? You're going to end up hearing it again. Yep. And that's the same way with any kind of radio station. So do yourself a favor and don't listen to the radio station. You won't get sick of that stuff. You know, I know everybody like recently, everybody's kind of really gotten over the whole Mariah Carey Christmas song. No, 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 no. Still number one 
all time, dude. See, um, no, nope. I've I've heard enough of it. No, nope, you know? haven't. But you can throw on the My Chemical Romance version of that. Download that today. <laughs> or sorry, yeah, put it on my phone today. But I don't know, man. You can't shake it at Mariah for that. And I'm, I'm not s- saying that. Nah. All right, here Monday, November fifth is when I got a text message. Ninety six one and one zero two five Christmas music on. <laughs> Okay, so that's that's where you at. November fifth is when when Christmas music started in Buffalo. So yeah, it's understandable that it's already a month in and people can be sick of it. We get it. That's why we got our own way around this shit. Yeah. As fans of you know punk and metal and everything else, all those bands also loved playing Christmas music too. Not like the Vandals, like Christmas time for my penis shit. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. other other than what Oi to the World off of that. Other yeah, than but No that, Doubts is way better still. Yeah, that's true. Other than other than that song though, everything else is garbage on that. Yeah, you could even go back to like the seventies, and you have uh, was the Kinks from the seventies for Father Christmas. Uh, I believe it was seventies or eighties. But then you got Slade doing the. The their Christmas song. What about that white metal Christmas CD that we had that didn't know if it was recorded in 1990 or or 1970? I wish I still had that. Ah, uh, we. I'm pretty sure we got it on my hard drive. Yeah, we got to find that because it was just like it was horrible. Yeah, <laughs> there's a there. There was like a straight death metal Christmas album. No, it was white metal though. No, there was a death metal one too that we had. Did we get one death metal one? Yeah. If you really wanted to get into that stuff, it was just as great. What about that throwdown version of uh, Jingle Bell Rock that was sounded like it was recorded on like a fucking Samsung flip phone? Oh, because that was had to be taken off a seven inch somewhere, and whoever converted it converted it like trash. But mind you, they also probably converted it right when like technology back then was trash. So there can't be a better version of. There's zero chance there's a better version of that song. Well, you gotta find you gotta find the seven inch dude with the unnecessary breakdown at the end of it. And you know I love Throwdown. That was my <laughs> shit back in the day. There's a couple of albums out there. The there's two compilations called A Santa Cause, which were um, made for to raise money for charity and have a lot of pop punk and like metalcore bands on them. Um, I know the second one had Buffalo Band and good friend of the podcast. It dies today doing a cover of Feliz Navidad. Couldn't find that yesterday. I was really bummed, dude. <laughs> I, I know I have one of the copies of the CD somewhere, but yeah, I cannot find it. It dies today's Feliz Navidad is uh, pretty upsetting. The, the, here was the story of Chris would always tell about them recording it was like they had like a couple weeks to record it and couldn't figure out what a, what song to do. So they kind of just whipped something up real quick and then sent it in. Did he even play on it? I can't confirm if he did or not, but it might have just been Hadalek. <laughs> I feel like it's like a Chris story. Like, just like, yeah, I might have played on it. I don't remember. It was one of those things where it's like, hey, we need you guys to do a Christmas song. What do you want to do? And they're like, uh, I don't know. You know. And they kind of just threw it on there. Well, then we have more recently, at least to 2000. I can't believe it's already been two, since 2014 because it's what, four years ago now? And they just released another one a couple weeks ago. But August Burns Red now has two Christmas CDs. They have a full length one and an EP one. And I love the first one. I only listened to the new one like twice, two, three times maybe. I love it. I also looked up, there's a bunch of people that actually have their house Christmas lights dancing to a few songs off of uh, 
the Sled first, in Hill. The yeah. first one. Yeah. So like Flurries is one of my top like Christmas songs. I don't even know if I'd put in my top five, but I, I'd really fight something well, for it. To put it to put it in perspective, I guess take uh, Trans Siberian Orchestra, I guess, and just give it like a metalcore version, and that's what August Burns Red did. Like honestly, I would go see August Burns Red play all these oh, songs. Oh, th- there's not even a fucking question. Like, in my I'd mind. rather go see that than Trans Siberian Orchestra. Yeah, I see Trans Siberian. It was cool, but at this point, I'd want to see like some unnecessary breakdowns in a Christmas song. Yeah. Like, come on, give me give me the stage show and all that stuff with with August Burns Red doing that. Their car- version of like, I don't think it's Carol of the Bells that technically Trans Siberian Orchestra does, but it's basically that riff, right? That song. But I mean, it's that Trans does. Yeah, is it is it Carol of the Bells technically that they do or not? I think they I think they do it, but like they have like their own little yeah. set one. Yeah, well, I would take the August Burns Red one, but that that's even older than that. I feel like that was on the Messengers. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think they recorded it during Messengers because that came out back then. Oh, what? Oh, five? Oh, yeah, it was like a two song like it was release the lo- or something like that. It was the lost like tapes yeah. of the Messengers. I guess we can talk a little bit about beer right now since uh, this is a beer podcast. So to uh, get the flavor of the holiday, we decided to bust out a 2017 bottle of Founders uh, CBS. Which is I the, just spilled uh, water on the floor, on the <laughs> table, like whatever. Which is their Canadian bourbon stout or Canadian breakfast, right? Breakfast stout. It I is. say it held up pretty well, but I feel like you get more booze now than you did last year. It is an imperial stout brewed with chocolate and coffee aged in maple syrup bourbon barrels. It is 11.7% alcohol. And like I said, this is the 2017 version. So we still have the Mountie on the bottle. The Canadian police decided once uh, Founders was going to uh, start producing this more that they sent them a little letter and told them they had to... uh, Was it cease and desist or was it like, hey guys? I don't know if they got an official cease and desist or they're like, hey, if you're going to be producing this... Because I I can't remember if they actually had it on the bottle in Canada or if the Canadian bottles don't have it. I don't but, know. Good luck trying to find it in Canada. Well, no, Cana- in Canada, it's still around. I'm and sure they it got, is. They, the, what's nice about the Canadian release is they got 12-ounce bottles, too. Oh. It, this this is a perfect beer for a 12-ounce bottle because then you could still share that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I mean, I would have been fine sharing a 12-ounce one with you <laughs> rather than drinking a whole pint basically myself. Yeah. As I said, we're missing Adam today because... We're already, like, getting a little squirrely here with this shit, so... But on to my next Christmas beer, which I'm going to call this my number two favorite Christmas beer. Celebration Al from Sierra Nevada. I remember, like, the first time that I had this, like, I was just blown away by it. And, I mean, I don't even know how many years ago that was now. Eight, nine, probably. I mean, something like that probably might be. Yeah, it's got to be. It was probably one of the first. I mean, other than Sam Adams Winter. After Sam, after Sam, I remember Old Man Winter from Southern Tier and this. And I would say that this probably is my second favorite winter Christmas beer, whatever you want to call it. And it just flavors always just been on point with this. Just great drinkable beer. Uh, what's their percentage at this year? Did they even tell us? I mean, it always it always pours great too. Um, Six eight. I mean, that's like perfect winter beer. I think. I I always like the anchor. Um, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, whatever. Yeah, 
the, the, the rotating recipe that's different every year. Um, number one for me is Brooklyn. Got to be the Brook, um, the black chocolate stout, is it? Or is it is the technical name of it, right? Yeah, it's the black chocolate stout. There's zero chocolate in there, but gets the chocolate taste. By far, best wintertime beer. 10% alcohol. Doesn't taste like 10%. Uh, when I lived in Akron, they used to sell the four packs there. It was like six or seven bucks. It was way cheaper there than anywhere else. And, oh, dude, I just love that. Put on some August Burns Red uh, Christmas music and let me sit back and drink this. I'll turn on the fake fireplace and call it a fucking day or night. Oh, yeah. I mean, what's nice is you also have stuff. I mean, you'll get other radio stations start playing stuff like the Blink-182 Christmas songs. What is it? I Won't Be Home for Christmas Yep, is their main one. Yeah. Which, to me, it's a song. You can, you can take it or leave it. Shut up. <laughs> uh, I do like... That's primetime Eric Blink-182 years, and it still holds up to this day. I don't know if it's like... One of the songs that kind of borderlines as, oh, it's a Christmas song. It isn't a Christmas song is uh, something corporate for Get December. Uh, I'm with you on that. Like, I, you know what? Because I think it was actually on their second CD. Yeah, Space, like, right? it's on an actual album. But, like, but he talks about like, when the first lines of the song on Christmas morning. Like yeah. it's a Christmas yeah. song. Like it's it's yeah. It, people use it like the uh, the Goo Goo Dolls song. The what is it? Better days. The, the Saber, the Saber song? song. Like <laughs> that gets play on radio stations for for a Christmas song. Uh, dude, have you noticed that like some of your favorite Christmas songs are the most sad bastard music ever? Oh, hundred percent, dude. If I was not like in a good place mentally right now, like I don't know if I can listen to this shit. Oh, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting to say because I, I started like listening. To it, I'm like, I'm not sad. I'm not in a bad place. But like, fuck, man. Like this shit's cutting. Like I remember like when Xmas from Newfound Glory came out. Like I don't know. I was still in high school. It was like <laughs> it was sometime around the. Um, Shit, was this self-titled? Was a CD? I think it was like around there for Newfound Glory. Yeah, and I just remember like that sound. I'm like, oh man, this song's miserable. And I'm sitting there singing it with the kids in the car today, and I'm like, uh, yeah, no, me and mommy are good guys. Like, <laughs> let's uh, let's think about that one. Well, on the Taste of Christmas uh, compilation, you even have like the used alone this holiday, which is kind of a sad song that emery song too i think is pretty uh it's pretty sad or the bleed the dream song on there uh wasn't the um what was the one seosin song that was really sad sounding that's not on this one but i know what you're talking this about. is like make the same mistake twice yeah make the same mistake twice. i don't know if it's twice or not but whatever you get the whole fucking point of it but that sounds like a real sad song. Fall Out Boy always had like those evil sounding lyrics. Right. And then, of course, you got the From First to Last song on this. Which one? My man, my Christmas Massacre one where they give out Pete Wentz's phone number? Yeah. <laughs> Listen to that one today, too. Yeah, it finishes off with that, uh, with the Plain White Tees song, though. Now, that's a nice Christmas jam, though. You know what I couldn't find today? Or actually yesterday? Christmas Time in Hollis from the AKAs. That's on. That's on a Santa Claus. That's on the first. I know, one, I dude. Think. These songs are missing. You know what's actually? I I thought of this today, and one of my most underrated Christmas songs. And it's a it's a you know obviously not a positive Christmas song because none of these fucking are once you get into this shit. But the matches December is for cynics. Oh yeah, dude. That is a fucking jam, dude. Like I put that on it. I've listened to it probably four times. Blake's like, Daddy, why do you keep listening to this song? <laughs> because it's a jam, dude. 
I even down I even um downloaded the uh that CD that was like around that time frame just so I could go back because I know I like their single off of it, but man, I can't believe like how old some of these songs are. Because you got to think like when we were getting into this shit was like 12, 13 years ago now, right? Yeah, just about. And that's the one that's that's the one good thing about going back onto these compilations and hearing some of these bands because a lot of them too they're writing original songs. So yeah, it's not necessarily the same old Christmas stuff, which freshens it up which i mean helps me not get sick and tired of the same old shit but it also makes you want to look into what the band actually does that's not christmas and best example jersey's finest it's that bed light for blue eyes man have you ever been able to get into another song of theirs no, they did do a cover of Jumper on one of the yes, punk that, goes. You know that the, if you search them on the Amazon Music app, the first two songs that come up are Christmas Time and Jumper. Because other than that, like everything's really mediocre. That was a time of year where, or time, that was a time in our lives where every band was like some kind of emo, pop punk, hardcore, metalcore yeah. band. And like everybody and like their brother was like, we're going to do this and like released a bunch of shit and like record labels just sending out like, here, you can get signed and you can get signed and you can get signed and just like, like flooding the market just because it's my, my space. My space helped tons of bands get noticed because yep. of that. And what was the site we used to go? Absolutepunk.net? Yeah, I that guess. and, uh, um, like, obviously, like, you got stuff like Lamb Goat and shit, yeah. too. Well, friggin', oh, man. So, I let me, let's talk about, like, current state of 2018 and us being able to search shit. So, it's taken, like, I don't even know how long we've been listening to this song now for, from, um, Bed Life for Blue Eyes. It's a while. And finally, I decided this year... I mean, but about twelve, about twelve years. Yeah. So finally, you know? this year, I decided to Google Berkeley Heights, New Jersey, and the one girl at work that I asked, that's from Jersey, I asked her. I'm like, "Yo, do you know where this is?" She's like, "Yeah." She's like, "It's not that. Like, it's, I know where it is in Jersey." I'm like, "All right, Google it." Comes up, fucking construction site. Just like an empty construction site comes up for Berkeley Heights, New Jersey. I don't know shit about New Jersey, but all I can assume is that it it's strip malls and fucking construction sites. And I'm pretty sure I'm not wrong. Are you doing it right now? I'm I'm looking for breweries in Berkeley Heights. So we can see if we can somehow find beer from Berkeley Heights, New Jersey. Let's see what Yelp says for the top ten best breweries in berkeley heights demented brewing company so far i'm not really seeing anything wet ticket brewery climax brewing company dude this is like a fucking soft course get a max porn we're already at right now <laughs> you're two you're two things in if there's like squirt shot brewing i'm fucking out <laughs> there's gaslight brewery and restaurant how do we survive without like the internet? I mean, well, we didn't go to jail, so that's a plus. So. What are your top top five Christmas songs? Take out traditional Christmas songs. Wait, so I'm, even I'm, even covers or no, 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 no. I'm saying so. Like, I I cannot put Mariah Carey number one for this. Like you're you you won't choose Mariah Carey. Yeah, you're, I won't you're, choose Mariah. You're Carey. Ma- you're making that for yourself. I'm making that Mariah Carey falling under more of more like mainstream Christmas music even though my number one is I pretty much probably would probably eat my I'll eat my words on it because Jimmy World's Last Christmas is the shit 
Um, number two for me, probably do Blink. Won't be home for Christmas. That's just I'm a I was pop punk kid for a long time. Mm-hmm. Still in there. Uh, number three, I might I might go with the Matches song. December is for cynics. Four, August Burns Red, Carol the Bells. Five, Reliant Case, 12 Days of Christmas. I mean, if, would you expect anything really different from that? Because no. I'm pretty sure that no. really sums me up pretty damn good. Yeah, see, uh, that that Matches song would probably be in my top five. Um, I, but you know what? There, there's a problem with that. If I want to say I'm going to stay away from non-traditional, then immediately I would swap out one for Better Life for Blue Eyes. I know it doesn't make it doesn't fall in the rest of them, but like yeah, yeah, I do like Funeral for a Friend. Oh, dude, uh, I know I listened Mir- to it today. Miracle of Christmas. Yeah, dude, it's such a sad fucking song, dude. Yeah, but it's a miracle. That was like Funeral for a Friend at their prime, man. That was like them like hitting their stride and just like rocking yeah, the dude, fuck out. I felt really sad today when I heard it. <laughs> that whole compilation is pretty sad. Once you look back at it, what the fuck it. was wrong with us? Nah, dude, it's fucking Christmas, man. How else? How else are you supposed to celebrate Christmas when you're an emo kid, other than writing a song and singing about it? Get a girlfriend <laughs> that leaves you and has sex with somebody else, that- <laughs> <laughs> and then write a song about it. <laughs> I feel like that happened to me like twice around Christmas. That's when we decided when we were moving in together. <laughs> It's true. Yeah. I guess in no particular if, order. If we went with mine, I mean, technically, if we went with all original Christmas songs, swap out Jimmy Eat World and then mine's... Man, Last Christmas is such a great song. I man. know. Even I, the original. Fuck the Glee version, though, dude. It's either... It's Jimmy Eat World, then George Michael, and then Taylor Swift's. Yeah, you know, Taylor Swift's pretty legit. Yeah, it's better than the Glee version. Butch Walker did a version of it with, like, a Japanese soap opera guy. Butch Walker does some weird ass shit, and that's why Butch Walker is sweet. He actually released a Christmas album last year. That was him and oh fuck, you know what we missed too? We didn't talk about yet. SR seventy one doing Billy Squire. Oh dude, Christmas is a time to say I love you, man. Hey, there's some a positive fucking song. <laughs> and they actually released that song for Rock Band too. Oh, I remember that. Where you can actually Holy play it. Holy shit, dude. The, the Billy Squire version. Yeah. That's a fucking jam, dude. Like, you could get a building rocking during that. Oh, yeah. Let's see, I want to see what yours is. Let's. I are you going to name original songs, or are you going to name... We'll do, the, we'll do yours first. Do yours whatever way you want to... All right. So this is tough. I guess in no particular order, I'd probably go Last Christmas, the original. Okay. Father Christmas... Original? I'd probably I'd probably the do the original version. Um I think you gotta go original on that. I, I I think I'd do original for that. There's some good versions of it out there, but I think the Kinks one is still still the top. I'd throw the matches, December is for Cynics in there. Uh the previously mentioned plain white tees, season of a lifetime in there. And I might have to finish it off with uh, Forget December. It's either Forget December or the Funeral for Old Friends song. Those would be my top five. Uh, dude, I, I mean, the difference between like me and you with it is you got like you were new metal when I was pop punk. Mm. Hardcore metal core was running together for a while. You were into it first. I came in later. So like our, our musical tastes have like blended differently with things. But man, like every t- every like year I 
go back to some of these songs. I'm like, oh shit! Like, MXPX has like a Christmas EP out, and I'm like, oh, that song's pretty decent too. And like, yeah, you just for- you just keep going into these. You're like, oh, remember this Christmas song? You remember that song? For me, for me, the MXPX stuff doesn't necessarily do it for me. But the Slade uh, "Merry Christmas, Everybody" too is always a good one too. Favorite Twelve Days of Christmas is gotta be that Reliant K version though. We're not even mentioning uh, the waitresses' uh, Christmas wrapping too. That could actually be there too. Yeah, there's there's so many songs like you could put into like the more and more beers you knock down, you're going to start thinking about like, dude, celebration. Like I'm going to have a fucking celebration later. The whole point of this episode right now is us just naming a bunch of random Christmas songs that you guys should go out and look for and download and listen to instead of the same old shit that's on the radio. But we're going to talk about the same old shit on the radio. We're going to talk about, I want to talk about right now, mainstream Christmas songs. Oh, are you thinking about the, the topic that's hit the news recently? No. What's hit the news? Oh, 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 you're talking about the rapist song of the year? Yeah. All right. So me and Brian have had this theory. It's got to be going back. Oh, hey, when, when did we yeah. become friends? Like 2003, 2002? Like somewhere around there probably, right? Yeah, yeah. So pretty much once the holiday kicks to winter, we're working together in a kitchen. We start switching to Christmas music. It's been this way, like I said, 2002, 2003. And everybody, every, most people are kind of trying to fight it a little bit. And we're like, no, nah, fuck that. Yeah, I mean, and this week I've seen finally people talking about it. My thoughts and Brian's thoughts over the last 15 years of speaking some of the truest shit ever, that Baby It's Cold Outside is the number one date rape song ever. It's the creepiest fucking song when you get to this guy, hey, what's in this drink? Like, what the fuck is this dude doing? The lyrics, just in general, are so outdated, I guess is the best way to put it. But still like, alive still? Hang on, hang on. <laughs> yeah, he's breathing. All right. <laughs> the, the, the biggest problem with the song is the fact that, like, it's promoting... You Drinking know. and, like, rape. Yeah, it's it's a guy... It's It's a woman trying to go home and a guy being like, Hey, the weather doesn't look too hot. You should probably... Drink this drink and kind of stay a little bit longer. Say what's in your pants. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? Like, literally, we've been saying this forever. And, and now, like, so some stations, I think, in Ohio stopped playing it. I seen one of the guys from Barstool comment on, like, this is the rapist, rapiest song ever wrote. And, like, everybody will always argue the whole fact where it's like, oh, it's just a playful... It's a playful song between someone that's in a relationship with somebody else. And it's like, uh, playful or not, playful man. Playful or not? What the fuck? The dude's still sliming. <laughs> like, your girlfriend's tired and wants to go home, man. Let her go home. You know? Like, she's not saying she's drunk. She's just tired. And you're literally trying to get her drunk. So she could say, now you're not, you're not saying that like the song isn't suggesting that anything's going to happen, but you're literally suggesting that this girl should get drunk and stay at your house tonight. Let's go back to the Jersey thing right now. Cause we go back to the Jersey shore right there. We can touch on that again. (laughs) So, I mean, we can just keep painting the fucking picture here. A lot of people are going to be like, oh, you know, everybody's too PC these days and everything else. It's like, I've been saying this before the PC crowd, (laughs) like PC or not. The lyrics are really susceptible, like are really shady, you know. Oh, absolutely. Like maybe, maybe there's a different song that you can have. Just saying, you know. Well, as I'm finishing this first celebration, 
We want to talk about right now. You're, you're freaking pounding them, man. I mean, shit, dude. You're on the night shift now, so you're all fucked up. And I'm, <laughs> I've got to get up early and teach a class in the morning. So, number one Christmas song for me, if we're going to go traditional ones, Mariah Carey. But that's not even traditional. I don't give a fuck. We're talking. Okay. We're saying not. Okay. I'm going to throw some Mannheim Steamroller in there. I'm going to say non pop punk metalcore bands. How about that? Okay. Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas. Number two, Last Christmas. You could throw any version in there if you really want, but George Michaels is fucking great. Just that Cindy sound, you know, him like taking a piss in a urinal sound is, oh, you know, that thing's going great. Number three, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Motherfucking Paul McCartney kills that song, dude. Kills it. Oh, it is a great song. Do we need to talk about Bruce Springsteen? Talking about Clarence getting a new saxophone for Christmas? Every time I hear that song, I think of our boy Adam. And you think of Adam? I think of Griff. I think of I think of Adam just sitting there, sitting there. Hey, at work. Man! <laughs> and after that, I'm gonna throw throw some Mannheim Steamroller in there. Like you can't go wrong with that shit either. I could do without him. And dude, it sounds like someone made music on an Apple IIe. <laughs> Does it not? It totally does. It's like New Order played Christmas music back in the 80s with half the fucking the middies. Oh, man. I wish New Order released a Christmas album. That would be sweet as shit. By the way, I didn't send it to you. Remind me when we're done with the podcast that I send you this New Order video. It's not. <laughs> it's not going to lose my shit. <laughs> I kind of want to. I kind of want to see this right now. Right. I don't know. We can get. We can get this on the podcast. I kind of. I'm kind of curious. I don't know. If it's Spe- gonna be- speaking of baby, it's cold outside. There's Big Ben right there. That's probably his favorite Christmas song. Say hey, I'm a perv. I'm throwing my balls out there. Hey, what are you doing over there? So what's the title of this video? I don't know, but I fell over at work laughing my ass off watching this shit get hit by a fucking fish in the face. Is this what what it is for the whole video? It's not even a full video. It's almost over. <laughs> um, let's see what the name of the video is. Girl Gets Hit by Fish Remix. <laughs> It's literally just a girl getting hit in the face with the fish over and over again. Shit is pretty great. (laughs) God, like, dude, the 80s had some such great sounds built in them. If you are looking for more beer podcasts, just like the one you're listening to right now, then head on over to hoppedupnetwork.com. We are a podcast network focused on our local craft beer communities. Here's a quick example of one of the many podcasts you will find. Are you a discerning beer drinker? Do you drink beer for the tastes of black currant and old leather? Can you tell the difference between Simcoe and Citra hops, despite whatever type of beer you might be drinking? Yeah, sorry, that's not this podcast. You want to listen to somebody else. We here at the Speak Podcast do regular beer for regular people. Joe Six Pack Beer at Joe Six Pack Taste. That's Rob, Adam, and Pete, proud members of the Hopped Up Network. Three guys, 
two beers, one show. Does Typo Negative have a Christmas song? Technically, yes. I think I was. I feel like they have one. On October Rust, they have a song called Christmas Morning, spelled M O U R. Yeah, no shit. So, what the fuck was the lead singer's name? Peter Steele, which wasn't his actual name. His last name is actually uh, uh, Radicek. You want to know he's one of us? Yeah, dude, he's fucking. He's Polish, man. Rest in peace, my man Pete Steele. He's dead. Dude, he's been dead for, like, fucking, like, ten years. No, he hasn't. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. Dude. Whoa, holy shit. Christmas just got ruined for me right now. You're telling me the motherfucker from Typo Negative died. Yeah, they don't, they're not a band anymore because of it. I thought, they, you know what? I mean, it makes sense. I haven't heard any Typo Negative news in, like, a decade. April 14, 2010. All right, so it has been a decade. Wow. Sorry. Almost eight years. Or eight, or almost nine years. Eight and a half years now. Wow. Yeah. This oh. is incredibly smooth and like not like kicked your your heartburn up sour. Either. We just we just cracked open a Kitar Bears. It is a collaboration between Thin Man and Aslan Beer Company. Their stuff's pretty legit. Um, they're down in Virginia, around that same area that you got uh, Triple Crossing and Answer and Vale and all that stuff. So they're all in that same line of that style of beer. So you know you're going to get something decent from them. Probably, you know, 85 to 90% of the time you're going to have a beer from them. So, but this is a sour ale that uh, was brewed by them and Thin Man. They came up to Thin Man and uh, put out this bad boy. It's 5.8% ABV. It's high for a sour, too, I'd say. On the can, it says strawberry, pineapple, vanilla, marshmallow, milk, sugar, which I'm assuming that's what they've probably put in. Yeah, the flavors are definitely there. Is it sour? Not really. It has a tart and a smoothness to it, which I'm guessing you get from like that milk sugar. As I've been telling people, because this just was released yesterday as of recording on this podcast, this beer is kind of like a gateway sour, I guess, for people. Like, if you're not a fan of sours, you would probably enjoy this. You could give this to somebody and not tell them that it's a sour beer. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's the way I would would describe it. And a person that likes sour beers... You're going to be like, yeah, it's not bad. Kind of has like that lactose smell a little bit. You know what it uh, smells like too? It kind of has like that, um, that like pilsnery smell to it. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, it might be from like lack of hops kind of smell, but nothing that's like, I, I don't think you could judge the beer off the scent alone. You have to take a sip. No. Yeah. And the strawberry hits it pretty hard. But it's a smooth like strawberry. Yeah. Though. The pineapple, pineapple like is hidden there a little bit, but it's there. And the vanilla comes in at the end. I think vanilla is just like more of like a smoothing agent. Yeah, yeah. And that could, like you said, could be the milk sugar that's doing its thing. Overall, this is a pretty, it's a decent beer. It's a good beer. Is it, uh, I, I get annoyed by the, the, the branding of it being a sour a little bit. That depends. I mean, what's your definition of a sour? Or like, how sour do you want a sour? See, for me, I want that pucker. I want yeah, like to have. Yeah, so do I. But at the same time, there's also sours that we've had that are like, this is too much sour. Or like, it's not even that the taste is sour, but you can feel it like inside of you being more sour than what it needs to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd call this a good beer. <laughs> I'd, I'd have another glass of it. Yeah, it's definitely drinkable. Like, you could chug this right now if you wanted. 
Oh, yeah. But I'm not Greg. <laughs> I would call it more of like a tart kind of beer. It has like a nice tartness to it that like it's it, it adds like a different element to it if you're not like a normal sour drinker. But at the same time, like if you're a big sour kind of person, like it should have turned you off. Yeah. And knowing what both of these breweries release, it kind of stays true to both of their styles. It kind of combines the two of them. Aslan's IPAs have that fruity fruitiness to them have a lot of flavor like pack a nice punch uh thin man a lot of their beers are balanced i'd say balance is a balance is a good way to describe thin man yeah like there's nothing that's like too overwhelming from them i haven't been a thin man in a little while but i feel like their last time i was there that their shift to ipas is more new england style and more modern i would say yeah, they've been pushing that. I know they've been teasing a little bit that they want to do more sour stuff, I feel. Um, maybe with their new location, whenever that opens up, maybe they'll start jumping into stuff like that a little more. They're definitely um, continuing to make a name for themselves in the beer scene with a lot of these collabs. Uh, I know they were just out in Prairie producing something, and they went down to... I think what brought this on was they went down to Aslan's third anniversary party and had some beer on tap there. And like a lot of these breweries do, when you go down there, you start talking about collabs and everything else. Um, I know when Other Half had their their green party or whatever it was over the summer, basically almost every brewery that they had there ended up brewing like a collab with them. And they were like <laughs> releasing half the stuff like throughout the la- that last couple of months, which is nice that like a lot of these breweries now are just like, hey, like it's not a competition against each other. It's like, what can we do for the scene? What can we do together? Yeah, and bringing it back on the last couple of episodes that we've released, uh, you know, talking with Mortalis and talking to the guys right as they were releasing their collaboration with uh, Swiftwater out of Rochester and then talking with John about how he feels about collabs and what it would take um, for him to start doing some collaborations in Buffalo and everything else. We get back into this where, you know, a brewery like Thin Man in Buffalo right now, they're known for just almost strictly doing collaborations. They've done so many collaborations with McKellar. They've done they've done stuff locally with Pressure Drop. They've done plenty of other ones as well. They they've they've been all over the country trying to get their hands in to get their name out there and but would it be known that they're uh they're willing to be a part of the scene. And with them being still a young brewery and expanding as they've been doing, it's that's a great thing, you know. Well, that's a lot of our area, I think, is too. It's like it's such a young area with our brewing. And it's not necessarily um, the people that are behind it young, but you have so many breweries that are just a couple years old. I mean, CBW is your oldest brewery. Not counting stuff like Flying Bison. Yeah, not counting Flying Bison, which is the original craft brew. Yeah, and as we're talking about collaborations and drinking Sierra Nevada celebration, it kind of brings up the topic of the topic that's been in the news lately too. Is every right now there's over a thousand breweries that have signed on to do that resilience uh, Butte County Proud IPA. Um, Sierra Nevada. 
for Sierra Nevada. And basically Over a what, thousand already? Yeah. Wow. And basically what it is is the uh, brewers that are making it, 100% of the proceeds are supposed to be donated to campfire relief efforts. So what they're doing is they're taking the recipe that was created by Sierra Nevada for this IPA and they're brewing it at their brewery and then they're going to be selling it and locally we have five or six breweries that are doing it really uh i know flying bison's doing it thin man's doing it rusty nickel's doing it 42 north is doing it i feel like there's another one that i'm forgetting that's awesome though yeah so oh the labat brew house is doing it okay i walked by there two days ago place looks incredible i want to go in just to like see it but i mean they're still doing some work on the upper floors of it but well yeah because it's the bottom floor the upper floors are going to be uh offices the offices for labat usa and pagula sports entertainment yep and i think the top floor might be apartments incredible so if you want to drop like three grand to live <laughs> above uh terry pagula's office then <laughs> you could get sabers that were going to do that because oh and, and that's and i guarantee you that's probably what's going to end up happening is going to be people that are working for the organizations that are going to be the ones renting those out look at the terminal apartments like break down the street across from the casino there but the, you can go to the blocking of the projects <laughs> Yeah, we t- we talked about that with John uh, at the, on the on the last episode on how that area is. But such a mixed bag. I mean, it's <laughs> the uh, but yeah, no, that's that's going to be a cool thing, and I'm sure wherever you're listening, if you're in the in the U.S., chances are you're probably going to have a brewery in your area that's going to be making that Sierra Nevada recipe for this. So do yourself a favor and. You know, even if you're one of those people that's like, oh, Sierra Nevada is too big of a brewery. You know what? Fuck that. Go and grab a glass of this just so you're, you know, helping support the cause and helping support all the people that lost, you know, everything, you know, in the fires. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not about the, the Hollywood people necessarily, but I mean, even just the regular everyday people that live out there that like lost legitimately everything yeah towns like wiped out yeah and they get built up pretty quick again and this happened 10 12 years ago same area uh as i mentioned earlier butch walker butch walker has a place in malibu his shit burned down years ago he lost a lot of his stuff a lot of his guitars a lot of his equipment a lot of his masters of recordings and rebuilt in the same area and his home you know took a lot of damage again but he obviously he's he learned from that time to make sure that stuff was in different areas yeah but some people didn't and it's tough yeah and i mean as much as we joke around about like living in buffalo is not bad like we enjoy it i mean it's one of those reasons that like makes you appreciative to, to live in this area because we, we can deal with snow. Like, snow melts. I mean, unless the Ice Age comes back, like, snow's going to melt. You know, to have yeah. to deal with something like natural you get, disaster. You get some flooding here and there, but for the most part, it's not anything that we can't deal with. We don't deal with hurricanes. We don't deal with landslides. We don't deal with fires like that. We don't deal with tornadoes. And some of you live in these areas that do. And 
you're used to it, maybe. But you never know how to prepare for stuff like that because it just comes at you. Especially this time of year, you start thinking about families that have to deal with that and you're going to lose everything. And you still want to try to find some sense of normalcy. So what better way to uh, celebrate Christmas and celebrate the holidays than to donate to charities that help families that are in need in disaster relief areas? Sure. I mean, it's not something that people are expecting at all. It just, it happens, comes fast. I mean, well, thank God we've been pretty lucky lucky as people and living here. But I mean, it's, people go through this shit. I mean, that's just part of it. Oh, the perfect pour. (laughs) Holy shit. Beer commercial right there. That's a little bit much head, but. Much head, but I mean, if you could have got that perfect little teardrop on the side, I mean. (laughs) But yeah, bringing it back to the Christmas topic, everybody has their traditions. Everybody either, everybody has their opinion on Christmas music. You want to talk about Christmas traditions? Because you got a new one that you are. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My kids don't listen to this shit, so. Yeah. If, If your kids listen to this shit, then. Man, I'm a bad parent. (laughs) (laughs) I I have the past what two years, two Two or three, right? Yeah, this three and this year, this is going to be year three or four. I can't remember. Yeah, I've got I've gotten to play Santa for Eric's family, all the all the good little children and adults get to uh, get presents from 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 Santa Brian. You want so, the picture put on our, uh, the What the Hops Instagram of yeah. uh, you drinking a beer sitting there? Yeah, I could I could actually put that on there. So I remember like you came and sat down like, oh, Santa needs a beer after that. And then I was like, yes. You're like, yeah, Santa does need a beer. And then I was like, wait a second. Should Santa be drinking a beer in front of all these kids right now? <laughs> Well, when you walk in the door and like all your aunts and uncles and stuff are like, oh, hey, how's it going, Brian? Do you want a beer? And I'm just like, am I supposed to say no? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, like <laughs> oh, shit, you haven't had one yet? <laughs> it's definitely fun. And as we hit that age where it's like, you know, I have nieces and nephews and stuff. Shit, too, ton that, of godchildren now, yeah, too. Where it's like, you know, Christmas is a time of tradition for a lot of people, whether it's you know, going and chopping down your own tree or, but speaking of Polish traditions, I'm going to uh, give that shout out to, Oh shit. Side business. The Adam Scavage library annual Christmas party, which is happening on December 14th at about eight o'clock. Um, I'll be making food for it. It's all free. You can come sing some Polish Christmas carols, drink some Polish beer and eat some Polish food. Come down to the east side, become Polish as fuck, and spend some time with us because I'll be there doing my thing. Are you serving up your own food or are you just helping in the kitchen? No, I'm certain. Well, I'm making all the food. So, yes, it's all my own food. You well, ever there- give a shout out to your, the, the other business on this or what? No, I don't really talk about it. I do on the side. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let the people know, though. I do on the side make pierogi. It's something that I've been doing for quite some time with the family. And uh, this time of year, it's kind of a crazy time, which is why, you know, we have a hard time actually finding the ability to actually record these episodes. So between the children and four people like that are the regular ones on here. But yeah, no, it's it's tough for us all to get together between the kids and my little side business. So. 
it was nice for Eric and I to kind of sit down and give you this little uh, insight on what the fuck we listen to for Christmas music. Christmas music isn't just what you hear on the radio. As it's we've big said. for us. I mean, it's tradition for me and you, let alone. Oh, I mean, 100%. I mean, yeah. as soon as it starts, like, we, we joke around about traditions that we have. Like, what, what's the temperature? You can't crack a twisted tea till? Oh, usually I try to wait till Memorial Day. But, yeah, but you have a temperature. But, yeah, no, if we hit, like, 80 degrees before Memorial Day, I'm cracking one open. Just because that's it's twisted tea weather right there. Me, me and Brian have a lot of traditions of just, like, us doing stupid shit. Based upon, like, the fact that, like, minus living with Brian... I'd spend more time with him than my own family when we work together and spend 45 hours a week in a kitchen together. And even after that, we'd go home, whatever time we had to go home, shower and meet back up at whatever place we were going to. And uh, generally it was like me dropping him off or him dropping me off and then me going and picking him up and then usually (laughs) the case and then going and going back out. Yeah. But so a lot of this just comes from us just fucking around for the better parts of two decades <laughs> like and that's what this time of year is all about though it's traditions that we've held on to yeah i mean he's family you know same thing vice versa my kids view him as an uncle they don't know that he's not my actual brother uh but you know they'll figure it out one day yeah i mean they'll understand what the last name differences are but <laughs> you know other than that like uh they they don't know any difference they think he's just another part of our family and you know that's oh dude blake's blake's getting to the point where like he's probably gonna figure out that i'm santa i know i think about that like i think about like <laughs> like shit like if you wore your normal glasses you might notice it but yeah in the spirit of the season we also want to tell you that we are members of the Hopped Up Network. The Hopped Up Network is a network full of beer-centered podcasts from the U.S. and Canada. And they're all really wonderful people. And we are giving you the information. Go to hoppedupnetwork.com and find them and listen to all of our friends. Follow them on Instagram and just get out there. You know, we got to hype up our boys. Absolutely. Hey, that's what it's all about. It's a collective effort in this kind of scene. Pure podcasts are all over the place. And we just want to be able to uh, spread the wealth and let people know that, hey, there's some really good information and banter out there. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at What the Hops and Instagram at what the hops podcast. Then you can also find me on untapped at BA Merrick. Have you been slacking still or uh, you, you've been doing a little bit better for what checking in? Oh, I've, I've been doing a little better. I've stopped rating things though, because I'm actually trying to, I'm at almost a thousand beers rated. So once I get to that, then I'm going to stop. I'm at like 995, so I've been kind of picking random beers to rate 
But once I hit a thousand, I think I'm going to stop actually rating beers. I've been trying to like actually comment on them more to kind of give an idea. I, I, gotta, of what, I have to think about thoughts on them. Yeah, that, that's a thing. Like, because I can check into beers all I want, but if I'm not check, if I'm not rating them and I'm just checking into them, then that doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, you know. And then for me personally, when it comes to Untapped, like I'm going to look back at it and be like, "Well, did I like this beer or not?" And I'm not going to have any idea. Especially now with some of the names and the beers are so fucking stupid. Like the fact that like I just keep seeing Sloop Juice Bomb. I'm like, nope, remember that one because I'm still <laughs> waiting for the juice. Yeah, you you pick your beers that you like to hate on, but we all do that though. I, it's not that I, I want to hate on them. It's just the fact that like it didn't do it for me. Like the same thing. Like the beer that I hated on the most ever was that was it Groot? Was that the beer? The, the Tyrannosaurus the, Group. Yeah, Tyrannosaurus Group. And I'm like, this beer was garbage. But they reached out to us on social media, said, like, hey, we got some other stuff. Let us know. Awesome. Like, great job was using social media because... It's funny because Bose is actually going to be at Extreme Beer Fest. Are they? Yeah. Speaking of that... Don't make the beer the, the beat beer again. <laughs> Speaking of that, Greg and I are actually going to that. So if you're listening to this and you're going to Extreme Beer Fest... Uh, reach out to us and maybe we can meet up and, you know, I'm going to bring the uh, recording stuff and probably try to record some kind of episode or something while I'm there. I'm staying at the, uh, staying at the hotel. So is that the robot hotel? Oh, fuck. Yeah. It's robot hotel. So let's talk about this a little bit. (laughs) While you do that, I'm going to get another celebration. There really isn't much to talk about other than Yotel is a Yotel is a chain of hotels that are designed to be kind of like a uh, I guess kind of like a, a cruise ship like the rooms are small as hell but it's very technologically advanced so if you look them up on Instagram or just like look at pictures throughout the throughout uh, the internet you can see what I'm talking about. Their concierges are robots. So if you order any kind of room service, you're going to have some shit delivered to your room by a fucking robot. To me, that's pretty sweet. And the rooms are, you know, lighted in a certain way. They're just really, I don't know, like it's a very future forward looking hotel. So in my opinion, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going there. I have the opportunity to stay at this place because it's like two blocks away. I'm like, fuck it. I'm doing it. You know what everyone's thought right now is there robot sex options. <laughs> These robots you can't have sex with. You I'm thought sure. about this too. Is that one of your first thoughts? I'm not going to have sex with a robot. Okay. You're I'm, I'm, not, I'm, 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 I'm not going to say that I'm not going to have sex with a robot, but okay. I'm not. So like, was it not one of your first thoughts as there sex robots out there? Oh, dude. Dude, if there's a hotel that just has rooms where there's just robot sex going on, I want to be I want to be there seeing what the hell's going on. Toronto has like on. a sex doll like brothel now like Yeah, but see that's a sex doll. That ain't a fucking robot. But yeah, if you have to be going to Extreme Beer Fest, definitely definitely hit us up cuz we're looking for some people to have fun with and you know, make a uh, make a weekend because Hey, it's Super Bowl weekend. It's Boston. Hopefully the Patriots aren't in the Super Bowl so we can tell everybody the fuck off. Fat chance that shit happening. Oh, go Chiefs. 
It's that motherfucker right there. There he is. You said Patriots, he just appears. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Can't Cheers. really we can't really guarantee you're gonna get another episode before the holiday. We hope everybody has a happy and safe holiday. And yeah. What the hops? What the hops?